you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio, and I'm Will Addison, and you're listening to Wednesdays with Will. I'm uh, just glad that you could be with me today as we discuss some things pertaining to the work of the Lord and, and how we as Christians are to be seen uh, in this current culture. Before I get into that, make sure these announcements are done. Email us at Addison's at AFR.net, Addison's at AFR.net. And we're only a couple weeks away from the Marriage Family Life Conference, July 7th to the 9th. So looking forward to seeing all of you guys who are registered um, to attend. I think it's going to be a great time today. We were at the the venue doing a walkthrough. It's just, you know, it's an exciting time as we anticipate families coming uh, together uh, in one accord, you know, just to be able to learn to be able to uh, network and meet each other, um, it's, it's a family thing. So looking forward to that. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook and on YouTube. You can search Airing the Addisons. Uh, you can watch the broadcast live if you would like to do that. And make sure that you visit our By Design Facebook page. Just search By Design and also the By Design uh, webpage, afa.net slash by design. All right. Well, today... Um, we're going to be talking about a prophetic voice among lying tongues, a prophetic voice among lying tongues. It's important that uh, those who are in Christ, us born again, believers hold a strict allegiance to God and his word. Uh, In the midst of a culture of lies and deception, uh, where it's considered courageous and brave, to say what everyone else is saying. And that's amazing to me because if you're saying what everyone else is saying, how does that make you brave? How is that courageous? That seems to be uh, an easier thing to do. But saying a, a culture where, you know, everyone is saying what each other is saying, you know, the same thing. But the Christian, we're called to adhere to God's standard. And so there's a lot of things that people are going to say, even other professing believers. If it's not biblical, then we don't jive with that. And that puts us in the position of being an outcast, of being looked upon as being strange or different. You know, the Apostle Paul said, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, but evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So right off the bat, (laughs) for us who are uh, professing to be believers, if we desire to live godly in Christ, we can expect to be on the outside of things. A matter of fact, I believe that we need to be more and more comfortable with that position. That is the position of a true believer. 
We're not going to be in the in crowd. And I know when we talk about this type of thing, you know, I believe a lot of us, we understand that uh, in our heads. We, we get it. But to actually live that thing out is difficult because we like to be liked. That's just a, the matter, a matter of fact. You know, no one wants to be hated, especially for something that you, um, you know, believe in or that sets you apart. You don't want to be hated for that. But the, the nature of being in Christ is that you will be ostracized. And you will face, you know, persecution. You will face some things that it's not, not easy. So more and more, we need to resolve uh, and settle in our hearts and settle into these positions. As, as, as believers, we're going to be unpopular. And you know what? This sentiment will increase as we see things happen in our culture, as we see things shifting in society, as evil is manifesting in more bold and uh, prevalent ways. Those who hold to biblical truth, we're going to see this more and more that we're going to be pushed on the outside, hated. And disregard it. But today I want to, um, we're going to look at 1 Kings chapter 22. And this is a particular uh, uh, story that I, I read a long time ago and I came back to it. Because there's some things in here I, I believe shows us um, and gives us a great picture of who we are. In our current situation today as believers. So, in this chapter, we have two kings. We have King Jehoshaphat, and we have King Ahab. So, Ahab was the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. And these two kings made an alliance which was not a good thing, especially for Jehoshaphat. <laughs> so Jehoshaphat, he was a pretty godly king. Like he did the things that pleased the Lord. King Ahab, on the other hand, was pretty wicked. He was pretty wicked. Him and his wife, Jezebel, they, they, were, they were pretty wild. And they did things that God, dis, he, he didn't approve of. So you have Jehoshaphat in allegiance and, and joining an alliance with, with, with Ahab. And so what we have here is King Ahab. He's realizing some things about um, a people that he had been in at war with. Now he had not been at war for like three years. Like, but he, he realized, man, some of the things that they have are ours. These, you know, this is our stuff. Like we need to get this back. And so he asked King Jehoshaphat, would you pretty much go to war with me? Would you go to war with me? Would you, uh, a lot be my ally to go and make war? And so Jehoshaphat was like, man, 
Yeah. Your people are my people. My people are your people. Let's do it. And so we're going to look at that. And I want to flip my pages here. It says three years passed without war. This is uh, 1 Kings 22 between Aram and Israel. And in the third year, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. Now the king of Israel said to his servants, do you know that Ramoth Gilead belongs to us? And we are still doing nothing to take it out of the hand of the king of Aram. And he said to Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to battle at Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Bad, bad, bad allegiance and bad alliance that's being formed. And so, but Jehoshaphat, he had just enough sense to be like, before we go to war, how about we inquire of the Lord? Let's inquire of the Lord. So King Jehoshaphat says um, to the king of Israel, please inquire first for the word of the Lord before we go and, and, and make war. So Jehoshaphat made an alliance with one of the most wicked kings. And when they went to, to seek the Lord, Ahab brought out these prophets, false prophets. And said it was like 400 of them, <laughs> 400, 400. So these men are coming out and they're prophesying. They're saying, yes, go ahead to remote Gilead. The Lord will give it into your hand. The Lord is going to give this, this people into your hand. Go. One thing we got to remember is that the majority thought is not necessarily the right thought. What the majority is saying is not necessarily right. I'm not saying it's always wrong, but it's a dead giveaway when everybody's saying the same thing that something is not really as accurate as it could be. So the majority thought is not necessarily the right thought. But you have almost 400 men saying the same thing. Go up. Yes, the Lord is giving Raymond Gilead into your hands. See, we live in a time where you would see people saying the same things. Come along with us with this agenda. Say what we are saying. You got to be careful about that because as believers, we need to have discernment. We need to understand what's going on and don't just jump headlong into like in agreement to things that are not of God. So you have all these, you have the, all these men. I mean, you got to, you got to picture this and they're saying the same thing. Now, Jehoshaphat, <laughs> he shows a bit of discernment. He, he's hearing this, and he's like, man, look, something is not right with this. Something is not all the way right with this. So Jehoshaphat said, is there not yet a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? Now, remember, the first request for, for, from Jehoshaphat was to inquire from the Lord. So Ahab, he, he marched all these court prophets out, <laughs> you know, and they begin to prophesy. And, they, and they're saying everything that Ahab wanted to hear. 
But Jehoshaphat's like, no, 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 no. Is there not a prophet of the Lord? Is there not a true prophet here? To me, this should have been a dead giveaway for Jehoshaphat that I don't need to align with Ahab. Just the fact that when he asked to inquire of the Lord and Ahab marched all these false prophets out there and it's like they're saying the same thing and he realizes it, that should have been like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me rethink this, going to war with you. But, but he didn't. And so Ahab, he responds yeah, that, that's, that's another man. There's yet one more man. And this is what he says. There is yet one man by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. <laughs> Ahab said, there's, there's a man that we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Why? Because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And then he gives his name. He is Micaiah, the son of Imlah. But Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. So now enters Micaiah. You have one prophet versus these 400, right? Man, that's a picture of the believer at times. <laughs> it may be one of you against the multitudes of thought, agenda, you know. But one of you standing on the word of God against all of that. Well, you know what? You're the majority. <laughs> Even in that setting, you are the majority. You're standing on the word of God in the face of all of that. You are the majority. But Ahab said, I hate this man because he don't prophesy according to what I like to hear. He always tell me stuff I don't want to hear. Man, don't that sound like sometimes the place of the believer that the world Look at us like, man, I hate those people, man. They're always talking about God, reading from the scriptures. And it's crazy because sometimes even other professing believers will say that about people standing on the word of God. Oh, man, it don't take all that. Look, at, look, they're doing all that. Look, the position of the believer is going to be one that's unpopular. Micaiah, as we will see is an example of someone who stands upon the word of God in the face of great pressure. He's doing it. And he's not flinching. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this. I have decided This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio, and you're listening to Wednesdays with Will. That's Jay Carter with I Have Decided. Uh, we're talking about prophetic voice, 
among lying tongues, the prophetic voice among lying tongues. Before the break, we were looking at the story of uh, the prophet um, Micaiah uh, and King Jehoshaphat and King Ahab. And we were to the point where they had these 400 prophets that were brought out by Ahab. And they all were prophesying the same thing. They were one voice pretty much saying, yes, go ahead to Ramoth Gilead because the Lord is going to give it into your hand. They were inquiring about going to war. And it, this was Ahab's idea. And he brought Jehoshaphat in and asked him, will you come and go with me? And Jehoshaphat aligned with him, which was terrible. If you read in, uh, I believe it's Second Chronicles. Yep, round about chapter 17, 18, the same, you have the same account, but you have uh, even more of how God blessed Jehoshaphat. Like he was a blessed king, but he made this allegiance uh, and this alliance with Ahab, and he was rebuked for it. If you, you, you can read that in Second Chronicles, he was rebuked for it, but the Lord did show him mercy as well. So you have these 400 prophets all saying, go up, you're going you're gonna to have the victory. But Jehoshaphat, he, he understood something. He knew something. He, he discerned that, hold on, hold on. Is there not a prophet of God in this place that we can, you know, inquire of, of the Lord? And so Ahab's response was, yeah, that's one. That's a man, but I hate him. That's amazing that, <laughs> I mean, he just straight up, I hate him because he don't tell me what I want to hear. And just to, to, to read it, it says, um, um, he said, I hate him because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. Evil in his, in his eyes was not what he wanted to hear. The things that he didn't want to hear, that was evil. And I was relating this to how our voice in this culture and in this, in this world, like we are saying things that the world does not want to hear. We are even saying things that other Christians, people who profess Christ, don't want to hear. They're saying, oh, you know, you, you guys are, 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 are too much with that. You're being extreme. But it's just standing on the word of God. But even with that, Jehoshaphat said, man, don't say that. That's basically what he's saying. Let not the king say so. So you see a level of reverence. And like, so I can imagine Jehoshaphat's like, man, this is a prophet of God. Don't, don't speak like that about him. You hate him because he don't say what you want him to say. Don't, don't say that. And so you see the difference even in these two kings that they should not be aligned. But God is sovereign even in that. And he had a plan. So. <laughs> you, so you, what you have is Jehoshaphat asking for uh, this prophet to come. And so what happens is they sent for him. They sent for him. I can imagine this next scene. I was, I was reading this, and I was like, man, I had a, a New Orleans accent playing out in my, in my head. Because what happens is Ahab sent a messenger to go and get Micaiah. Go get Micaiah and bring him so we can inquire about if we should go to battle. And I want to read what, what is said here. So the messenger went to summon Micaiah. 
and spoke to him, saying, Behold, now the words of the prophets are uniformly favorable to the king. <laughs> Please let your word be like the word of one of them and speak favor favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me, that I shall speak. So I'm hearing this. I'm, I'm reading this. I'm like, Lord, we need Micaiah's today. That no matter what is being said, no matter what we're being coerced to say or culture is saying to say, and we're like, nah, I'm speaking what the Lord says. I'm on the straight edge of scripture. I'm speaking what the word of God said. So the messenger goes and get Micaiah at Ahab's command. But the messenger, even the messenger, like think about this. So Micaiah is off away. He's in jail, like he's in prison. He's he's he he is ostracized because he's the prophet that Ahab hates. So can you imagine this messenger? So this messenger is coming to Micaiah. So he comes to him and gives him the situation. Look, they're gonna ask you, you know, about this war they want to go to. And he's like, Look, Micaiah. All the prophets are saying the same thing, bruh. Like, they all saying the same thing, man. This, this is your chance. You can get out of here. You can, like, be free. I know, you don't, I know you don't rock with those other prophets like this, but, man, this might be your chance to get, you know, to not be ostracized. That's how I hear it in my head. <laughs> I, know, I know you, you know, you, you, you hear what they say. You know they're false, but, man, just, just come on, man. Don't rock the boat, bro. Don't rock the boat. Just go ahead and say what everybody else is saying. And then I see Makai. He's like, look, fam. <laughs> he said, I'm going to only say what the Lord tell me to say. You heard me? I hear him say, like, you heard me at the end of that. Like, I'm only going to say what the Lord has, is telling me to say. Again, we need Makai's today. We need to be. Micaiah's, Lord, help us that we would have that same type of resolve that in the face of all that's coming at us, we are going to say what God says. Again, it's not going to be easy. He had, they had to go get Micaiah because he was off somewhere that the king placed him. You will see that at the end. The king put him away. Didn't like him. Knew exactly where he was. Had the messenger go get him. The messenger even coming, you know, and that would have been a point that Micaiah could have said, all right, man, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of being ostracized because you, you know how it feels. Like if you're the only one in the room, man, saying something different. Everybody else wilding out and you're saying, man, the Lord is not pleased with that. You know, I was telling my, my brother Jeff, I was like, man, there's certain times I, I see people and it's almost like they don't want to really talk to you because they know that you come in with. You know, the word of the Lord, like you're like, man, how you doing, you know, with your walk with God? So they'll, they'll talk with you, but it's kind of like you get this vibe like, ah, and you don't like always being that person. That's, but that's the position. So I'm thinking about Micaiah. I'm like, so the messenger is like, man, come on, man. Just say what they say. Just say what they say. Think about the false prophets today and the, and the false agendas and all those things that are coming at us as the church. Man. The spirit of this age want us to bow down and just say what they say. The false prophets are saying, man, there are multiple genders, man. It's not just male and female. 
Come on. Like, come on. There's, there's more than just two. The false prophets are saying everyone should be able to love who they want to love, regardless of, of, of their gender or their sex. Regard <laughs> the false prophets are saying, man, do you. Do you. Be who you want to be. Be what you want to be. There's no restraint. The false prophets, they're saying it's all right and even needful to have sex before marriage, man. You got to know what you're going to get. Man, go ahead, man. You got to go ahead and try that thing out. False prophets. The false prophets, they're saying, man, don't take all that to, to serve God, man. You're doing all that, going to church, praying, all that stuff, man. Don't take all of that. The false prophets. They're saying, stop trying to protect your children, man. Like, you, you trying to do all this stuff? They're going to see the stuff anyway. Why are you trying to, like, guard what they watch and, 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 and instruct them? False prophets. The, prof, the false prophets are saying, I can be who I feel like I am. Today I might feel like a man. Tomorrow I might feel like a woman. <laughs> Whatever I feel. <laughs> the false prophets. The false prophets are saying, look, adults having sexual relationships with children, that's not a bad thing if the child consents. We talked about this yesterday. It's not a bad thing. False prophets. And they want you to say the same thing. But who's going to be like Micaiah and say, nope, not doing it. I'm only saying what the Lord says. I'm only saying what the Lord says. That has to be our position living in this culture. So Micaiah goes before Ahab and Jehoshaphat, and they give you the scene. Man, I want to read the scene to you because you got to understand, this is a, Micaiah is a real man, right? And so the, the pressure is on. And as I'm reading this, I'm putting myself, I'm like, man, that's, that's some extreme pressure. So Micaiah is coming, and he's standing before the king. There are two kings there's Jehoshaphat, and there's also Ahab, and they're sitting on their thrones with their robes on, like, and you have these 400 prophets prophesying. And so you have Micaiah standing before them, and the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we go to Ramon Gilead to the battle, or shall we refrain? And he answered, Hey, man, go ahead. Go do what you want to do. Go up and succeed. And the Lord will give it to your hand. He'll give it to the hand of the king. That's what Micaiah tell him. But then look what Ahab says. <laughs> then the king said to him, how many times must I adjure you to speak to me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Now, pause. So Micaiah is telling Ahab and um, Jehoshaphat this but he must have been like <laughs> rolling his eyes like oh yeah man y'all do what y'all want to do because Ahab knew that that wasn't the word of the Lord like that's not what he knew Micaiah was messing with him playing with him and so he's like man look how many times I gotta tell you like you need to tell me only what the Lord says <laughs> so then Micaiah proceeds to tell him what the Lord says. And this is what he said. He said, I saw all Israel 
scattered on the mountains, like sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These people have no master. Each of them is to return to his house in peace. Now check this out. Verse 18. Then the king of Israel, Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat. So they're sitting on their thrones. Get the picture. They're sitting on their thrones. You got these 400 prophets. You got all these people. And so Micaiah is like telling them what the word of the Lord is. So Ahab leaned over to Jehoshaphat. He said, did I not tell you that he would not prophesy anything good regarding me, but only bad? Ahab didn't want to hear the truth anyway. That whole thing of I told you to only speak to, he didn't want to hear that. He wanted to hear what the 400 prophets were saying. When Micaiah started telling him the truth, then he leaned over to the other king and was like, I told you, I told you, he always prophesying evil. And then it goes on. Verse 19, and Micaiah said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the angels of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, who will entice Ahab to go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one spirit said this, while another said that. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, how? And he said, I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouths of all his prophets. Then he said, you shall entice him and you will also prevail. Go and do so. Now, then behold, the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. Boom. He gave him the word of the Lord. He said, man, these 400 prophets, false prophets. They have a lying tongue. They're saying things that are not from the Lord. A matter of fact, this is all set up that you would fall, that you will go to Raymond Gilead and fall. Now, it's crazy because Micaiah is running this down to them. Ahab know that Micaiah, he knows that Micaiah is a prophet of the Lord. I would guess that Jehoshaphat hearing this is like, yeah, he real. He a real one. <laughs> he, he a real one. But still, they don't listen. But this was set up by God. God was painting this picture so that Ahab could fall. But then what happened? One of the prophets, Zedekiah, struck Micaiah on his cheek after he said, after he said what the Lord was saying. And he said, how did the spirit of the Lord pass from me to speak to you? This is what the, one of the, the lead false prophet was saying. I read that and I was like, well, um, because the spirit of the Lord wasn't speaking through you. <laughs> this is not what Micaiah said. But there was a lying spirit speaking through you. Imagine being Micaiah at this time with this setting. Two kings arrayed in their robes, 400 false prophets prophesying. A messenger saying, man, come on, bro. Just 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 say what they say, man. Just go with the flow. And in the face of all of that, he comes out and he gives the word of the Lord. Lord, raise up Micaiah. This is Aaron Addison's here in American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this.
Hey. Come on. Yeah. What? Let's go. Hey. G-O-D the one I put my trust in. He's a man of his word. I could trust him. Jesus set me free from sin cause that's what I was stuck in. I ain't know how to love. I was lusting. Man, that lifestyle I was living was disgusting. Gave my heart to Jesus Christ and now I love him. When you die, you can't take nothing with you in your luggage. I'm just trying to warn you cause you know the Lord is coming. I don't want this world, I don't want nothing. Give your life to Jesus Christ and you gon' see what love is. Jesus Christ is Lord and that's the end of the discussion. Trying to say that Jesus ain't God, boy you bugging. Boy you bugging. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. This is Wednesdays with Will and we're talking about prophetic voice among lying tongues. Man, I kind of want to rewind back to this uh, person, this prophet, this false prophet, Zedekiah, who struck Micaiah uh, on, on his cheek. Well, early on, earlier on in, in the uh, chapter, in chapter 22, around verse 11, see, because what happened was Zedekiah, he was like one of the chief false prophets <laughs> out of these 400. And he was offended when Micaiah told him that this lying spirit was given to them so that they can cause Ahab to fall. So he was offended. So he struck Micaiah on the cheek. But in verse 11 says, this is the same right here, Zedekiah. Then Zedekiah, the son of uh, Chenina, uh, made horns of iron for himself and said, Thus says the Lord, with these you will gore the Armenians uh, until they are consumed. So he's doing, I mean, he's doing the most. Like he making, he has these iron horns. He's like, man, with these things, this is how you're going to pierce them through. And all the prophets were prophesying thus, saying, go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper, for the Lord will give it to your into your hands, O king. And so you have this happening. And so when Micaiah comes out and he's speaking the word of the Lord, this guy comes and strike him <laughs> again. I, I was thinking about Jehoshaphat. I'm like, man, because Jehoshaphat had some, he had some discernment. Like, it should have been to the point where it's like, man, all this happening, you got these 400 dudes, and I know they ain't, <laughs> they ain't right, you know. Then you bring in Micaiah, and he speaks the word of the Lord. You got this guy, Zedekiah, who's like hitting folks because he's mad. You know, it should have been a dead giveaway. But again, this was all set up by the Lord because Ahab had to fall. Ahab had to fall. So after Zedekiah struck Micaiah, Micaiah had some words for him. He said, Micaiah said, behold, you shall see on that day when you enter an inner room to hide yourself. Basically, in your future days, days to come, you're going to be in some terror. You're going to be hide, hiding out. And we don't have um, exactly what happened. But Micaiah is pronouncing, you know, there's going to be some judgment on you for being this false prophet and leading, you know, the people astray, part of this, this, this band of false prophets. So then the king of Israel, he pretty much had enough. Ahab had enough. And so he's going to send, send Micaiah to prison, send him back. I'm tired of him. I hate him anyway because, he don't he don't. Tell me the things that I want to hear. And so the, the word says, uh, then the king of Israel said, take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city. 
and to Joash the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this man in prison, and feed him sparingly with bread and water until I return safely. Do y'all see what's happening here? Micaiah only said what the Lord told him to say. And that got him a spot in prison and on a road to starvation. Because Ahab was like, look, send him to jail, send him to prison, and feed him sparingly with bread and water. That's the price, y'all. That's, that's the price that Micaiah paid for speaking the word of the Lord. So you will not be popular in this culture speaking God's word. As a matter of fact, if you're popular, do, a, do an evaluation on what you're teaching. Because a lot of times, if everybody's loving it, I, I see some popular pastors, some popular preachers, people, I, I listen to this dude. And I, I'm, not really, I'm not really on that. Like, I don't listen to a lot of, you know, television preachers and all this kind of stuff. But man, I think you have to evaluate whether what's being taught is sound. Because one of the features of these last days is folks going to be gathering to themselves teachers that's going to tickle their ears. And that's the same thing, the same feature that Ahab had in his heart. That he wanted prophets to tell him what he wanted to hear. It's not going to be a popularity thing. It's not going to, you're not, you're not going to be popular if you stand on God's word. I'm not, I'm not saying that no one will like you. I'm not saying that the, the body of Christ, you know, the true remnant won't, won't, won't love you. But man, this world is going to hate you. And those of this world will hate you. They hate the message. They hate what we represent. They hate the standard of Jesus Christ. They hate it. And just like Micaiah was sent to prison and was basically told, feed him bread and water sparingly till I get back. That's the same type of spirit that's in, the, in, in our earth today that would say of Christians, man, put them on the side, like, Look, we're going to deal with them. We're going to deal with them at the appropriate time. He, he, he basically said, just put him away, and when I get back, I'm going to deal with him. I don't like him anyway. <laughs> I don't like him anyway. He don't say anything I like anyway. Let's finish the story out. So the king said, put this man in prison, feed him sparingly with bread and water until I return safely. And look at Micaiah. Micaiah said, if you indeed return safely, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, listen, all you people. Now, we're going to translate that in Will Addison, New Orleans terms. So basically. Ahab said, I'm going to deal with him when I get back. Put him in prison, bread and water sparingly. And Micaiah says, if you return safely, basically, I'm not a man of God. Like, I'm not, I'm not a prophet. God didn't speak to me. And then look what he did. Micaiah told that to Ahab, but then he turned around to all the people that was there and said, listen, all you people. So he said, look, if you return safely, then God didn't speak to me. And then Micaiah looks around and said, you heard me? Y'all heard me? 
He said, he looked at the people and said, did y'all hear what I just said? If this man come back safely, then God did not speak through me. And then it said, and he said, listen, all you people. Look, man, you talk about backbone. And this is empowered by the spirit. This is why we need God to help us to be bold. This is why the spirit activates us for service. We can't do this type of stuff on our own. We, we, we would be afraid. But man, when we're empowered by the spirit and we're speaking, you know, the word of God. We will do things like this. We have to. And we will have many, many, many more opportunities to do just this. As I read this, this uh, account and the story of, of Micaiah, the prophet, I'm like, man, Lord, raise us up. Help us to be bold. Help us to speak only what you say. We have your word. We don't have to go to all these different books and these teachings that's extra biblical and say, you know, this is what this person said. This is, man, we have the word of God. So when these issues come up in our culture, that's address them flat footed on the word of God. That's man. We don't have to be ashamed of that. A matter of fact, that makes it much easier. We're not looking for things to say. We're not trying to wow people with our wisdom of this age. No, we're saying, man, the Lord said this, and this is what we stand on. We believe this. And if you don't believe this and if you don't stand on this and you don't live by this, you're headed for destruction. And will it, what it will get us, it'll probably get us the same type of results Makai got. <laughs> There's no, like, glowing, like, ending to this. Now, there is. Ahab was killed. But I don't know what happened to Micaiah after this. You know, yeah, Ahab did fall. And Jehoshaphat, he barely escaped with his life. <laughs> you know, a matter of fact, later on in his years, Jehoshaphat had another chance to make an alliance with Ahab's son. And he didn't do it. He was like, mm -mm, nah, uh, I, no, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. He, he, he must have learned like, no. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying here is that we need to pray that God would give his people just the fortitude and the, the, the strength to stand on his word. That we would say that we will we, we not only say, but really mean it, that we are we are only going to say what God says. We're only going to say what he says in his word and we're not going to add to it. We're not going to try to subtract from it. His word is, is, is able to stand up on his own. All we have to do is proclaim it. All we have to do is proclaim it. You might end up outside of the family functions. You might end up even within your church as being like a weirdo. And that would be sad, right? You might end up in this culture being seen as like extreme. You might end up in jail for real. You might end up being killed. That's very real. But man, to have the type of heart that we need to have in these last days, the prophetic voice has to ring loud and clear. 
we as the people of God, as the church of God in America. And when I say church of God, I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm talking about the church of the living God. He has given us his word. We have a prophetic voice. We speak and we have discernment. Lord, I pray that you would even increase our discernment. Help us to see those things that we don't readily see. Because there's tons of lying tongues around us. Micaiah dealt with 400, all saying the same thing. And he was the lone one that was going to speak the word of the Lord. Lord, I pray that we would have that type of fortitude, that we would be uh, fortified in our walk with you. That if we're the only one saying what thus says the Lord, that we would stand. Lord, I pray that you would help us. Help us not to be fearful in a culture that's dripping with lies. A, a, a culture that that is submerged in, in, in deceit. God, that you would help us to speak the truth. That we would cling on to your word. And God, that we wouldn't make any alliances with, with evil. Help us, oh God. I pray, Father God, that you would help us even to raise up our children to know who you are and to speak the truth of who you are. I pray, God, that generations to come within the body of Christ will be trained to only speak what the Lord says. That we would be the ones, oh God, that would begin to change this thing, to turn it around. Turn it around that your prophetic voice will be heard throughout this land. God, I pray that you would help us to have the, the, the presence of heart and the presence of mind, even as Micaiah, even when the messenger came and said, man, come on. Just say what everybody else is saying. Even when we have our church members and other professing believers saying, come on, man, just say what everybody else is saying. That from deep down within that we would have the resolve to say, I'm only speaking what the Lord tells me to speak. This is what we need. And so, God, I pray that your remnant, your remnant would be strengthened. God, that we would do what you've called for us to do in these last days. God, as we see wickedness and evil ramping up, we see what's going on. I pray, God, that we would stand strong like trees planted by streams of water that cannot be moved. I pray that we would be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in your, in your word. I pray, oh God, that you would help us not to be shaken. In the areas that we are fearful, Lord, that you would help us and strengthen us in those areas. God has given us, y'all, a prophetic voice amongst lying tongues. Lord, help us to proclaim who you are in all accuracy in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. I ask that this would be something that each one that's listening to me now would take to the Lord in prayer and ask God to help us in those areas where we are weak, that we would be strong, that we would have a, a, a strong stance on the word of God because in these last days, we're going to need to be strong, just as Micaiah was in his day. 
We'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. Until then, God bless.